Hey there, it's Craig from the Career Growth Made Easy podcast. We here hope that you had a wonderful Thanksgiving week celebration. We can't believe it because we're celebrating. We're hitting two years of the Career Growth Made Easy podcast. It's amazing. We're going right into episode 79, and we're going to talk about the top 10 episodes. Please join me. Thank you for joining me for a terrific celebration. Career Growth Made Easy podcast has hit a two-year anniversary. I can't believe it, and I bet you can't either. Thank you for being a loyal listener and fan. We're going to recap our top 10 episodes from the past two years. I can't believe it, but going way back to December of 2019, I had an episode titled, Are You One of 32? It was a plan words, if you will. But I recall asking, how are you affected by the distractions in our daily lives? With that, what do you do with your time? I think if you stop and look at it, oh, I'd love to get to that because, oh, I plan to do that, excuse. Oh, you know what? I'll get to that later, excuse. If I just had a few more minutes, excuse. The episode, Are You One of 32?, focuses on what you do and how you spend your time. If you start to put yourself first, put yourself ahead of some other priorities, you may find time to focus and develop you. You can boost your personal and your professional job performance. If you happen to be doing some of that already, I congratulate you here and now. Hear that clearly. But... If you think there's room for improvement and you're not doing any of that personal development now, stop and take a stand. Go back and listen to episode four, Are You One of 32? and learn how to take some time for yourself. If you're already doing some things for yourself, that's terrific. However, there could be room for more. So please consider boosting the time you focus on yourself. Next, we move in with our countdown on top 10 episodes for the Career Growth Made Easy podcast to episode 29. That's in position nine of our chart. It was titled, No Job, No Resume, No Problem. I think in that episode, I talk about my history, where I suddenly found myself unemployed. I was the victim of a RIF, or Reduction in Force. I didn't know where to turn because I couldn't find my resume. If I had found it, I didn't know the last time it was updated. And there were a lot of unknowns. When I turned to the internet, there were claims, there were ads. The more you spend, the more you get, the better your resume will be. From hundreds of dollars to thousands of dollars, you could potentially build up your resume. The problem, not having a job means I didn't have any money. I took matters into my own hands, and now am glad that I can provide you this Career Growth Made Easy podcast and the content on my website, craigansell.com. One thing I want to let you know, don't let fear, stress, or anxiety hold you back. If you don't have a resume, you don't know where it is, 
you're not sure the last time you updated it, or it has just become a dumping ground of all your past work experience, knowledge, and job descriptions. It's too cluttered. Don't worry. I have free resources on my website, as well as my resume masterclass. It's helped many go from the struggles of a blank sheet of paper to a finished product that is interview winning ready. I hope you join me and become one of my students. One more thing I'll say, just like we carry home, auto, and medical insurance, you should have resume insurance. Don't wait for an accident to hit you and then go into battle stations in reactive mode, struggling and frustrated and running around looking for your resume and figuring out how to update it and how to apply for jobs. Go through it now when you're in control. Take my course, such as the Resume Masterclass. Possibly work with me one-on-one virtually through coaching. You'll be very thankful that you have a recently updated resume at hand, knowing what to avoid on your resume and what to keep so that you have the latest interview-winning style. Next on our list is Position 8, titled, What's Your Why? That was Episode 16. That episode was all about what drives you. Where do you get your energy from? What dreams? What goals do you have? There's got to be a passion that's inside you. Sometimes when we burn out, whether we're overloaded at work or home, stress can play a big role and our fires can be quenched down to just a small smolder, a small ember. Take the time now and reignite your flame, reignite your passion. Feel free to go back and listen to episode 16. Find a way to increase your mental and physical energy. Speaking of energy-related topics, though they're not in the top 10, although they're close, I want to share with you three additional episodes that may help you if you're suffering or need some improvement in this area. Episode 15 was titled, I'm Exhausted Help. Some of the focus we placed was on your energy, your sleep, your stress, and how success and failure can drive your emotions. So if you're interested in that, go back to episode 15 titled, I'm Exhausted Help. Later in the year, we had episodes 38 and 39. 38 was titled, Things That Rob Your Energy, and we talked about what you put in your body, mentally and physically. Coffee, tea, caffeine, all played a role in part of that discussion, but there were some other interesting points as well. Finally, 39, what do you fuel your body with? And when I talk about fuel, it's mental as well as physical. Learn about breaks and how stress can play a role in crippling your productivity and development. Treat yourself well and go back to listen to those three episodes. In our next position on our top 10 chart, it's position 7, episode 34, Does Speed Reading Really Work? Well, I hate to break it to you, but yes, it does work. I've enjoyed speed reading for well over 10 years, and it's one of the reasons I am where I am today. Speed reading helped me break through the struggles of reading at the same speed with which you speak. Even if you read silently, you tend to read at that same speed with which you speak. Using the techniques that I've learned in a special course, and I share some of those with you during that episode, you can increase your reading speed. 
In my particular case, I have 3 x my standard reading speed, and yes, before you ask, I've been able to retain all the information that I speed read. If you're interested in how it works and why it works, please go back to that episode. That was number 34, Does Speed Reading Really Work? Next on our list is position 6, and that's episode 18. Coronavirus, COVID-19. Are your habits healthy or hazardous? I think, as human beings, we can pick up patterns, habits, if you will, and just get used to them and do them unconsciously. When you have a pandemic like COVID that recently hit us and affected us all, some worse than others, we really need to put ourselves in a timeout and do a self-check. What habits do we have? What things do we naturally or normally do, almost out of a pre-programmed state, that could negatively impact us or even hurt us? For one, we're so used to touching our face, we may not even think twice about it, and you might possibly be doing it right now listing this podcast. Even if you're in the car, driving to work, or if you have an errand to run. Here's the problem. Where were your hands last? What did they touch last? If we've just finished up at a gas station, we've likely touched the pump or control buttons, just like hundreds or even thousands of other people have. Who was before you? Were they healthy? Were they possibly sick? Were their hands dirty? What did they touch last? It's kind of a difficult thing to talk about. Kind of makes your face scrunch up when you talk about germs and stuff. But it's better to be healthy than hazardous. So, if you're interested, go back to that episode and give a listen. That was episode 18, Coronavirus, COVID-19. Are your habits healthy or hazardous? Now we're down to the top five. In position five, that's episode 11, Is My Resume Old? So you might wonder, what's exactly meant by that title, and what did we talk about during that show? For one thing, resumes need to provide your value to future employers. If you talk about distant or dated skills or work experience that you have, or for that matter, educational experience you have, it's not going to play a great role in helping you be selected for a potential interview spot. It's the simple fact that as time goes on, we start to forget some of the things that we've learned. If we don't use some of our skills or abilities, they're not as sharp as they once were. You could go so far as to say, you're dull at it. You ever heard someone say, I haven't done this in a while, give me a few minutes to warm up? That's the way it is with the job market and having a resume that has outdated information. Your employers don't spend much time at all. Let me rephrase that. Your future employer is not going to spend much time at all scanning over resumes. They receive dozens, if not hundreds, or in some cases, thousands, and they only have seconds to scan over each one. When I say scan, it's just a quick glimpse, a couple seconds at most, and that's after your resume has gone through any automated online software scanning I'll briefly talk about. With that brief visual scan by a human, your resume needs to be attractive. It needs to be have good white space so that it's formatted and flows well, and it has to have good, legible, valuable content. If you put outdated information on your resume, 
It doesn't show that you're keeping up with the times and offering your latest and current assets, your most current value, your most current work experience, your most current education. Also, keeping an extremely long work history as well as educational history generally will make your resume longer. In today's day and age, one to two pages is the max your resume should be. Now, there are some exceptions for special cases, but those requirements will typically be noted on the job application system. I mentioned earlier about online scanning systems. They go by the acronym ATS, or Applicant Tracking System. These tools scan resumes before they're ever seen by human eyes. They read the resumes for content and also scan for keywords. If your resume doesn't have the right format, it doesn't have the right structure, it's not able to be read effectively by the scanning tool, possibly because of the type of font you used or the type of structure you created with charts, bar graphs, photos, pictures, what have you, the content can be skewed and your resume can get discarded or it will not be recommended for second level review by a human. So if you do nothing else from this episode, stop. Go back and listen to episode 11, Is My Resume Old? Double check yourself today. It will be a great benefit to you. One, you're finding your resume. Two, you're seeing the last time you updated it and comparing it as we go into 2022. Wow, another year is passing. Look and see the latest information that you have on your resume. And also, how outdated is the oldest content? The typical rule of thumb is no more than 10 years, because as I said earlier, as time goes on, your skills, your values, your experiences get dull. Also, technology changes. What you did 10 years ago might have been valuable then, but it may not be today. Heck, certain processes, certain fields, certain information can become outdated to the point where your skill set is actually no longer used. That's not to dishearten you, but make you think, how can you repurpose yourself and your resume so that you can provide future potential employers greater value than others and nab that interview? Again, that was episode 11, Is My Resume Old? In fact, we're now rolling into spot for episode 10, Are You Standing Out? And that's a perfect segue from where we were in position 5, which was episode 11, Is My Resume Old? In episode 10, Are You Standing Out?, I ask you, are you standing out for the right reasons or the wrong ones? That's right. You can become more visible in certain situations for the right reasons or the wrong ones. Stop and think. Recently, how have you been standing out? Do you blend into the crowd? Do you blend into the workforce and kind of keep your head down so that not to cause any waves? hopefully not to get picked for that next big assignment? Or do you kind of keep your head above water and you're doing better than the average employee, right? Better than the average. Do you sometimes pop your head up and look around to kind of take a breather? Say, you know what? I've got some extra room. I've got some extra bandwidth. I think I'd like to raise my hand for that upcoming special assignment. Oh, I know. I might have to work a couple nights or there might be some weekend work involved and I hate to give up my precious break time on weekends. But I think helping this company out and raising my hand going in might give me an opportunity to get recognized as a potential future leader and might give me a step up when it comes to the opportunity for future promotion. 
So taking a pause, looking at the previous top 10 items that we hit, Are You One of 32? It talks about how you spend your time and what position do you put yourself in when it comes to self-growth and promotion. Another show was in position eight, What's Your Why? What really drives you? Where are your passions? What's your focus when you spend your time? Maybe you need to reconnect and re-identify. Then we talked about position four, are you standing out? Again, you could be standing out for the right reasons or the wrong ones. Many of those podcasts talked about your inner drive, your passion, your focus, even your energy level. Your energy level can be quickly zapped when it comes to technology. You certainly become overwhelmed and even overloaded by email and text. In fact, that's position three and episode three as well, overloaded by email and text. Technology can be a wonderful thing. It can be a great software tool, but we can become quickly overwhelmed by the amount of effort we put forth. Our phone vibrates, buzzes, our light blinks, and we need to pick it up almost like a gun out of a holster and respond to whoever is asking for our time and attention. It was great at first that we didn't have to stop by the old days of a pay phone booth at the side of the street or a gas station. Then cell phones came out. Actually, before that, pagers came out. Pagers had one-way communication. You'd receive information on a display, and a light would blink. If you're lucky, you might have a speaker or a vibrator on it that would shake in your pocket to let you know you had a message. That message was digits only. It was a phone number that was wanting you to call them back. That led you to getting access to a phone, like I mentioned earlier. Eventually, car phones, then cell phones came out. All that technology growth was great. Then that led us to smartphones with pictures and text and email all in our pockets. We literally have a virtual office traveling around with us. I personally have a work phone and a personal phone, so now I've got double the trouble. Two ways for people to interact with me and ask for my time. So what's up with Position 3, Episode 3, Overloaded by Email and Text? I suggest you go back to that episode. There's a number of reasons why. If you'd like to improve how you send email messages and respond to email messages, you should check out that episode. You might say, Craig, I already do a good job. I'll tell you what. How well do your messages hit home? How well do you get responses to the questions that you ask? When you send information... Does the receiver ask for clarification once, twice, or multiple times? Have your emails generally been responded to by a phone call because someone else is seeking clarification? These are really good points to ask to see how well you're communicating by email. And we can have the same trouble with texting, sending too much information, or being unclear when we send that information. If you'd like to gain back some time in your day, especially your workday when it comes to email. Remove some of the clutter in your emails. Remove and reduce some of the confusion. Whether you're sending or responding to someone's email, that was a great episode. I recommend you check into that today. Episode 3 of our Top 10, Position 3, overloaded by email and text. I also share some personal examples just to get you thinking. 
and see how these issues have affected me as well. Now we're down to the top two. And, funny enough, the numbers are switched. In position two, it's episode one. Introduction to Craig Ansell, yours truly. I can't thank you enough for being interested in me and my background and getting to know me. What kind of drives me? What makes me tick? I don't want to spoil it, but there's a special announcement coming that I think you really should pay special attention to. There's going to be a much better way to get to know me and interact with me, and it's coming up shortly. Make sure you stay tuned. For at position one, for two years of the Career Growth Made Easy podcast, it comes in at episode number two. Is your resume holding you back? We've had a couple of the resume titles in the top 10 list, so you can definitely see it's a topic of interest to you and all our listeners. But you might say, Craig, whoa, I just found this podcast episode. I just found your show. How could your resume hold you back? Isn't it all about talking about yourself and boosting yourself up and building yourself up? Well, it's a two-part answer. This first part of that answer is, yes, your resume is about you. The second part of that answer is, it's about how you show your value and provide value to a potential future employer. If you have structure, if you have content that does not flow, it's not connected, it doesn't tell the good story, or if the content is truly all about you, and I get it, I know your resume is about you, but saying it differently, it's about your messaging. It's about how you convey your value, your strengths, your abilities that can benefit your employer. It's how well you convey that message to them. It's almost like elevator talk. The elevator doors open, they close, you find someone that you potentially would like to work for, it might be in your same company and you'd like to switch positions, it might be a role that you're interested in promoting to, or just going up in a, a, a hotel elevator and you see someone with a name tag and you're like, wow, I'd really like to work for them, currently I'm not employed, or you know, I'm really not too happy in my current job, he's going up to the eighth floor, I've got 30 seconds or less to impress them. What would you say? What would you do? Your resume, in fact, has less than three seconds in most cases to catch someone's attention. And that's after, again, it's gone through any online automated software scanning. So how could your resume hold you back? It could be telling the wrong story. It could be overloaded with content. It could be an eyesore. It may not have enough white space to look attractive or appealing to the eye. And again, if it's about you, that's fine, but it's got to be interweaving a message about you to the potential targeted job, to the potential company you're going to work for. You've got to connect the pieces so that your story integrates with their story. They're working there. They know their mission statement. They know their vision statement. They know what they're about. They know what true customer service is. You need to know all those things and more. Otherwise, your resume could hold you back. And don't forget the other episodes we spoke about. Episode 29, No Job, No Resume, No Problem, I Help You Out There, as well as Is My Resume Old, Episode 11, 
You don't want to have your resume stand out for the wrong reasons either. So make sure you freshen it up, make sure you know where it is, and set a reminder on your calendar, your smartphone, whatever. Make sure you update it every three to six months, at least no more than annually. Because as time goes by, we do forget what experiences, what values, what roles we played, what special projects we took on. And you don't want to overlook those things because you may need to use those things in a resume or cover letter as well as an interview. So do yourself a favor. Don't let your resume hold you back. Don't let your resume get old and make sure you have a current resume. I can't thank you enough for being a valuable listener of my Career Growth Made Easy podcast. We've been out here for two years. We're going to be rolling up on some really great new ideas for the new year, and I can't wait for you to celebrate with me. So please make sure you bookmark us and you stay tuned for the future. Any comments or feedback you have, we would love to hear from you and interact with you on social media. At Craig Ansell for Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram. And you can reach me directly at Craig at CraigAnsell.com, and that's my email. I look forward to some special announcements coming up, and uh, just I'll keep it at that, all right? Have a wonderful year ahead, and I can't wait to talk to you next week. God bless you.